Here we go. <laughs> All right. The best part of doing a podcast is doing Mario impressions and leaving in the burps. There's one badass Mario. burp <laughs> and Wario impressions. There's one awesome burp in the last episode and you should go find it because it was pretty epic. Um, but yeah, I got to leave those in because it can't be so serious. I mean, it not only makes entertaining radio, but also... Like, we need to know how to smile in the end times, so cracking jokes is important. And that may just be my Irish heritage, but we don't we don't cry until after we laugh. So I hope we make you guys laugh, and then you can go cry on your own goddamn time. Well, don't do it while you're listening to this podcast. Wait until you're at work, and then lock yourself in the bathroom for like 45 minutes and just let out all the trauma of your entire life. That is the official stance of this podcast. Speaking of this podcast, in the words of Tony Soprano, yeah, but you got to get over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eventually. But speaking of podcasts, this is one hosted by me, and I am C Dubs, and this is Red Leg Revolution, a show about community. And the guy who keeps interrupting me, because that makes funny radio too, <laughs> is my buddy, Comrade Joe, who is joining us for part two of our discussion about. Well, the 2024 elections. So how you doing, Joe? You enjoy our little, like, seven-minute break? Listen, if I can't have soprano quips here and there, I just what's the point of existing? Have you ever heard of the podcast Pod Yourself a Gun? No, but it sounds amazing. You should check it out. I, I've, I don't listen to it, but uh, the host of it frequently guests on my favorite podcast, and it's a Sopranos rewatch podcast. And the same guys just started doing another rewatch podcast about The Wire. So, yeah. Um, Pod Sopranos is literally the best show ever made. I don't care Whoa, what anybody says. I'll, I'll fight you. Deadwood. Okay. Deadwood is the best show that's ever Get made. Get the fuck out of here. All that right. shit put me to sleep. Well, that's because you're not smart. <laughs> <laughs> Had your nose yeah. buried in too many uh, fucking leftist theory books. You forgot to have fun. Uh, yeah, maybe right. <laughs> so, yeah. We're talking about the election, and since we spent the first show dogging on Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and the Democratic machine, it's only fair for us to finally dump on some Republicans. So regular listeners of the show know that I, as a general rule, talk more shit about Democrats than Republicans, and there's a reason behind that. I think that anyone and everyone who listens to the show judging by the topics that I talk about and the way I phrase things, knows that I detest Republicans and I acknowledge them as strictly fascists. And Democrats are slightly closer, not by much. There's still football fields between us, but they're at least closer to me than Republicans. So I'm I'm not trying to preach to the Republican choir. I will never get them to sway through this medium and Trying to do so would probably end up with me getting shot or ran off the road or something for some of the thoughts that I espouse. But that being said, we're finally going to spend an entire episode talking shit about Republicans. Are you excited, Joe? Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for this. Um, there's really no easier people to pick on. <laughs> right. Um, so there's going to be a lot of low-hanging fruit. Exactly. But I mean, if you're talking sure content, yeah. uh, there's there's an ocean's worth uh, of 
sexual promiscuity, uh, <laughs> infidelity, cross-dressing, yep. uh, just literally anything you could want. Right. When you're talking about entertainment from a left perspective, talking about the Republicans is like uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, like walking out the door, hi-ho, hi-ho, soft <laughs> work we go. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into it. So let's talk about the Republican field. Like I said at the top of the last episode, I haven't really been paying attention to the circus at this point. And even if I had, I came for the tightrope walkers, not the goddamn clown show. Although that's unfair to clowns. Clowns are less terrifying in, than geriatric politicians passing genocidal policies. So honestly, I retract that statement. I know clowns, sir, and you, sir, are no clown. <clears throat> I forget who said that. I feel like it maybe was McCarthy. You just made it up. No, it's it's uh well I mean that, but it's a play on some famous quote from like the fifties. I think it was from the um McCarthy hearings. But I'm blanking mm -hmm. it. Again, if anybody knows any of the references that I make that I don't remember, redlegrevolution at gmail dot com. I love to hear from fans, even if they're just yelling at me because I got some stat or fact wrong. In which case, fuck you. Okay, I'm just going to preemptively get out in front. I'm not going to respond. Just fuck you. You're right, but fuck you. <laughs> All right. So from politico.com, once more, this one titled the 2024 GOP Field, How They Win, How They Lose by Stephen Shepard <laughs> on March 20, 2023. <laughs> why? I don't know why all Politico articles have the the headline in normal standard formatting and then just leave the reporter's name in caps, but that's how I copy pasted it. So that's how it's going to be, at least for sources from there. All right. They take themselves very serious. Exactly. First off, we have Ron DeSantis. Quote, oh boy. <laughs> Since elected as Florida's governor in 2018, DeSantis has positioned himself as a national figure by championing, championing far-right causes and successfully turned the nation's largest swing state a distinct shade of red. He is widely expected to begin his campaign after the state legislative session ends this spring. End quote. Yeah, let's talk about Ron fucking DeSantis. What, what do you got to say on the... Uh, governor of Florida or of America's Wang. Yeah, Ron DeSanctimonious is by far <laughs> nice. my favorite up and comer in the Republican field by virtue of the fact that apparently, like with Republican candidates, like you don't have to be a machismo masculine guy anymore mm -hmm. to be, you just have to be a dick. Because mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are both very, like, you know, and I don't want to sound out of touch here, but. They give me very feminine vibes. You know what I mean? Well, but I, was, I, I let's uh, just clarify there real quick because I, I, I think I get what you're saying. You're not saying you think that that's a bad thing, but the way that Republican voters perceive, you know, standards of masculinity and such, they view mm. them as probably more effeminate in certain right. ways. Okay. I just want to clarify uh, that. I didn't want to have to bleep another fucking 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Cause well, you know, like the whole Trump thing is like, Oh, he's a God King yeah. masculine monarch, modern day monarch. But really like, he's like a germaphobe and like, mm -hmm. he likes Broadway musicals and you know, just yeah. all this weird shit. And, like, um, but with DeSantis, 
I'll tell you what, I've watched the guy talk, like some of his speeches, and mm-hmm. he's like not a great speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's just got like a cult of personality in Florida, and I think that he's actually going to struggle big time and he's going to lose to Trump. Mm-hmm. But he's got the connections, man, and he's got the wins against Disney. Yeah. And that's all you need in this political climate. Like I just read, he's launching a presidential bid with Elon Musk on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's, I don't know if that means Elon Musk is like in charge of the Twitter campaign or if he's <laughs> running as VP, but I'm guessing it's the first. He's but, really uh, just like, hey, I'm going to announce through a Twitter post and then tag Elon Musk in it, and yeah. that officially counts. Uh, another good one is DeSantis to give himself permission to run for president under Bill. <laughs> <laughs> This guy, uh, this guy just rules, dude. He's all about just putting Disney in its place, and like that's. But he is also like, obviously, he's a terrible, terrible, terrible human being. Yeah. And like, my favorite action of his was when he sent all the the migrants to, uh, the Hamptons. That was a <laughs> funny move. Like, he just bust a bunch of migrants up there and was like, "Now you deal with it." And like, it was supposed to be a gotcha. Yeah. Well, naturally, I mean, it, the thing, I think you're right uh, in terms of he's going to lose to Trump because although he's pushing the same type of policies as Trump, it's like Coke versus new Coke. Like DeSantis hasn't made enough of a like splash and name for himself and in Mm -hmm. more ways than just pissing off Disney. He hasn't really had the opportunity to in the past two years. Not that I would hope that the voters of Florida give him an opportunity to damage their state anymore. But I think that the Republican voter, the average Republican voter is going to tend to can't more Trump. But then again, I don't know what the average Republican voter is nowadays. I don't know if the QAnon motherfuckers have the majority or if it's the more moderates or what. So it'll be interesting Uh, to watch it play out from the left. I think if you go down to the Ozarks, you'll get the vibe. And I would say that those people would more likely vote for Trump than they. Trump's just a brand name, man. Mm-hmm. It's hard oh, yeah. to beat the brain. Right. And and I think you're you're probably right just from knowing what my travels have yielded in the past year or so in terms of social causes and just overall political philosophy. You know, the further west you go, you see a lot more MAGA flags, Trump 2024, like that's – yeah, so we'll see how it plays out, though. But I really do think DeSantis is going to go down to Trump. I will say DeSantis, as opposed to Trump, like Trump is like a book book wise. He's a dummy, you know, mm, like yeah. he's like a he's a very emotionally intelligent person, you mm-hmm. know, like he he knows how to manipulate people and crowds and things like that. Mm-hmm. DeSantis is a smart cookie. He like graduated from Harvard Law, mm-hmm. like. He is very much like what Trump would call like the swamp, right? Yeah. And I think that's going to be swamps or uh, Trump's big, big thing, right? Yeah. Is he's going to attack him? And DeSantis just doesn't have that flavor, that car salesman flavor, man. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, he's gonna bend under mm-hmm. Trump's attacks, is what I think. So I think he's probably going to be smart to not engage with Trump for real. Yeah. Well. You know, it's it's funny for us to be sitting over here commenting on how they're going to play out their moderate or their uh, their primaries. And I totally feel like it's fucking dodgeball, you know, bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
All right. Oh, and let me go ahead and uh, remind or just let everybody know I'm going to be jumping in between quotes from that Politico article that I brought up at the beginning. So I'm not going to cite any more sources till I get out of this section. So speaking of those quotes, next up, well, this isn't a quote, but then we got Nikki Haley. This is a quote. <laughs> Haley combines executive experience, foreign policy chops, a tie to the Trump administration, home field advantage in an early state of the primary, and a historic candidacy, end quote. So what do you know about old Nikki Haley? Well, I know she's from South Carolina, and that immediately makes me not like her. Oh, um, what, what beef do you have from people of South Carolina? Um... I, I don't know. I've been. I have a bad impression from going to Myrtle Beach. Fair enough. So. Go to Asheville. I have a lot. Or is that in North Carolina? But That's Asheville North is Carolina. cool. with shit. It's supposed to have like all the hippies and free spirits and shit like that. But yeah. also, I'm not trying to write off any states in the South right now until they pass specific policy that I can be like, "Fuck you." Um, oh, South Carolina is like the only one for me I'll do that with just because <laughs> they're the first one to secede, so they will forever have my... Oh, yeah. Okay. Touche. Yeah. I, I, I respect um, that. Yeah, I, I do... Haley sucks. Uh, she's a, she's a definitely like pro-military intervention. Like I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure she was the one who wanted to attack North Korea after the <laughs> missile test. <laughs> like, Yes, that's exactly what we need. Korean War Two, Kim Jong Bugaloo or something. Yeah, but uh, she will not be a threat to, to anything. Yeah, that's kind of the I didn't, you know, quote the whole article, but that's kind of what this article was saying later on in the like prospects area it was like, Yeah, probably not, you know. So this could be I'm also convinced she's mobbed up because she worked for her like family's company or whatever. It's a waste management and recycling company. Oh, God. She she was like a bookkeeper for like ten years. That's what she did, and so I'm convinced she's mobbed up. Okay, well, good luck with that. I hope you don't wake up to you know some large um, Sicilian dude standing over you for talking about that in public. But you know what? That's that's I can't fight your battles, man. I'm setting down a hard boundary. If a mafioso comes to kill you, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> Need the cannoli. <laughs> right. Good job. Fucking best line in that whole movie. All right. Um, <clears throat> so back to this. Uh, and Mike Pence, Trump's former Veep, might throw his hat in the ring. Quote, Pence spurned Trump when he honored the results of the 2020 election and the former vice president appears poised to be Trump's loudest critic in the 2024 presidential field. End quote. Weird. So what about old Mikey Pence? Mike Pence yeah. and the Richter. Oh, you asking me or are you going? I'm, you I, no, I'm asking you. I was just uh, improvising something, like making fun of that band that did kiss it's me. Probably, if if the, any of those guys are, are like pure, like Amer Christian Bale style American psychopaths, like it's mm -hmm. him. Oh, yeah. Like, like that dude is eerie. There's no way he ever, I don't know. I, I, only Indiana could vote him as governor, I think. <laughs> but I will say he comes from the realm of radio and talk shows, which mm -hmm. is very funny to me because he has the charisma of like a, t a toilet water. Like he's just, 
absolutely like not there as a human being. Yeah. I mean, this isn't to dehumanize Mike Pence. We are strictly talking about his charisma, but yeah, he is about as charismatic as a plain gray rock that has been fed <laughs> on by a horse. I had to specify the plain gray rock because I love some pretty rocks. So it's got to be plain because yeah. they don't have charisma. Plus, and we got it. He ruined his career when he like yeah. validated the Biden Harris win. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was over for him right there. Yep. That was just what I was going to bring up. Like, regardless of who's in charge of the Republican Party, the QAnon uh, fringe versus the moderates. The QAnon fringe is a very important voting block for the Republicans. And if they were to run somebody like Mike Pence, the QAnon block is going to be like I was in uh, 2016. And I'm not going to vote for that guy, like period. So here's hoping that Pence wins the nomination so they lose the election. But I'm not thinking that's going to happen. I mean, they were literally trying to kill him on J6. So which is hilarious. Right. We love this guy all through the presidency and then you know you got fucking 3 weeks left or something and now they're like murder. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh also he is 100% got to be like closeted uh, gay. Like I just got to say it. Like no man is that fixated on like other people's genitalia and doesn't have like a lot of confused feelings yeah. due to their religious proclivities like yeah. like Mike Pence. There's some yeah more than likely some deep latent uh homosexual feelings that he does not want to address, which I mean could be religious, could be he you know his, you know, politician career would be instantly over on that side. I mean, he could always, like, defect and go to the other side, but, hell, the Democrats don't want him either. Honestly, uh, that probably should have been his move after... Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. jumped over and started caucusing with Manchin and Cinema. Like, mm -hmm. They would have they would have been a great trio. Like, we got the squad. We'd have, like, the trio <laughs> that holds up literally every bit of uh, progress, but for some reason, the Democrats still give them committee seats. Yeah. It's almost like the whole system's flawed or something, but that's not the point I've been trying to make or anything. <laughs> or that Manchin's a useful patsy for Biden, so they don't have to pass anything. That is also very possible. So, uh, let's see. God, All this right. is fun. It's like baseball cards. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just a little stat on the back. I wish I'd pulled some actual, like, stats. Like, you know, past 32 bills, 10 of which were anti-LGBT, two were giving um, big businesses tax breaks, and they have three pending rape charges. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so... Those are the biggest names I found so far and the least the most likely to try and beat Trump's the nomination. After doing my albeit limited research, a pattern seemed to be emerging on the right. And we've kind of talked about this through these past two episodes. The battle between moderate conservatives and MAGA extremists that we saw play out in the 2016 election isn't really playing out here with the exception of Mike Pence. DeSantis, Haley, and, and assorted others that potentially may run are and backers of the Trump brand of fascism. Hold on. Ah. DeSantis, Haley, and assorted others that potentially may run are backers of the Trump brand of fascism. There's really no moderate conservative that has a shot, which means that the MAGA crowd won the battle for the quote-unquote 
unquote, soul of the party. Regardless of who gets the nomination, if they win the general election, we can expect more of the same type of policy, but more efficiently put into place by politicians who are willing and knowledgeable on how to play the game. Yeah. Let's see. We are... What are we doing for I guess time that's here? a good point. Like, what, what is a Trump versus a DeSantis presidency? Like, what are the differences if they... Like, do we think DeSantis would be more... I, I almost feel like he'd be more efficient on yes. getting stuff passed. DeSantis, Trump Haley, is so polarizing, right? Yes, all of them scare me more than Trump because Trump is unhinged and, like, can't really get any, you know... Basically, as we saw from the past, you know, or from 2016 on, the Democrats, when Trump was in office, will do above and beyond what they normally would do against a Republican because it was Donald Trump. And I have a feeling that if you get somebody like DeSantis or Pence or Haley who actually knows how the game is played and knows how to, like, make those deals and has somebody like fucking Roger Stone rat-fucking for him in the backwards, hey, call back to the first episode, um, then they'll be able to get more policy done. And that's a bad thing when we're talking about policy that's destroying our our comrades' lives, our reproductive rights, our education, our health care, our national defense, our immigration, you know, all of it. And it's a lot more scary to me that they would be able to achieve that versus Donald Trump just talking about it. And, yeah. you know, we just, he talked about all sorts of insane shit that he wasn't ever able to actually do. And all the Democrats really did to to stop him because he never actually put anything forward because he knew it wouldn't pass and all the Democrats Tax did. Which bill, just, baby. That was like his big thing. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. God, I've I've just like blacked out so much of the Trump presidency, yeah. partially because of the Trump presidency, but also my divorce was in the process of going on when that happened. So I lost about a year. <laughs> There's one the, four years for you, right? Yeah, yeah. If 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 Trump's supporters were like, he needs more time in office because the Democrats kept trying to obstruct him, I'm like, well, I want my fucking year back. Like, <laughs> I was being obstructed for like the entirety of my 32nd year. So, where's where's my redo? Uh, yeah, it's unreasonable. See, it's insane when you say it like that. And there are people that firmly, you know, believed in 2018 or whatever that Trump needed a do-over, <laughs> which, yeah, fucking insane. I will just say, yeah, I think you're right that if we're going with a gang of Game of Thrones metaphor, mm -hmm. Tywin says Robert Baratheon knew how to win, but he did not know how to rule. Yep. And I think that's what we're looking at here. Trump knows how to win. Whereas DeSantis would know how to rule because if you do look at Florida and what they've done as far as achieving like Republican aims, like they he's done it mm -hmm. down there. Yeah, like he's got a budget surplus. He eliminated like <laughs> all COVID restrictions. He eliminated uh, fucking uh, like social services, things like that. Yep. And if you're... I'm just glad that Josh Hawley's not in the field. Oh yeah. Well, wait. Give him time. I think yeah. he's still like I, no. I think he, he's. I think he's. I don't think. I really thought he was the next big thing, like in the Republican Party. But yeah. I just. Well, that's I'm what I'm saying. Give him time to it. give him time to build his cred. Because if you look at like you know Barack Obama for the Democrats, like he started shooting up and then like kind of faded out and then shot up to be the presidential nominee and Hawley being 
the, I mean, again, he's got horrible principles and horrible policy, but he is charismatic and he is young. And I think he's very good at energizing that QAnon base. And he was, you know, very big player in J6 happening. And I think the people who supported J6 remember that versus like Mike Pence, where they're like, I wish we had finished getting him, which is what the J6 people were thinking. That is not this a view that I have. Up. I would not. I, I do not endorse attacking any ex-federal agent. Frank, I want this on the document, on the record. Okay. All right. Well, you know what uh, else I hope Frank hears? What? These commercials we're going to run because they're <laughs> some of my favorite uh, local groups. So before we do that, Joe, do you have any plugs for this episode? Um, yeah, I'll plug Disney because they're fighting these battles on the ground. All right. Ronda Sanctimonious. So make sure you go out and watch. Uh, what's that new fucking Star Wars show? Andor, because I heard that's pretty good. But so, unironically watch that, but ironically go watch other Disney stuff because most of it's, I don't know. Yes, I, I have mixed feelings about that because Disney sucks as bad as Ron DeSantis, but they are sticking it to it. My mom was here uh, for a few days last week and she's been following that case or that whole deal pretty closely. Mm-hmm. And I heard more about Ron DeSantis and Disney than I really care about. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Ron DeSantis is fucking evil. Disney is one of the biggest media conglomerate countries. So they're in the country. So they're fucking evil. But at the same time, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So I am conflicted. <laughs> Disney um, own like, uh, East Africa or something or something you know, like just- that. I mean, <laughs> just entire regions of the planet, <laughs> right? Well, everyone knows that Disney owns a um, island where you can. Uh, I don't know. I, I was now gonna, Frank's gonna come for you. Exactly. Ass. I was. I was gonna do a bit and then bleep out what I was saying, but I don't even feel comfortable trying to finish that. So while I recover, here's some ads. <laughs> Little Saint James, my favorite place. <laughs> All right. Let me- Hey y'all, capitalism sucks, but Benavie Farms and Nursery is part of my community. Benavie Farms and Nursery is Kansas City's local sustainable nursery whose main focus is saving our little buzzing comrades, the bees. Bees are a primary pollinator for the world's food supply and their species are declining at a rapid pace due to destruction of their native habitats. Benavie Farms and Nursery realize the importance of not only growing your own food, but also saving the bees. At Benavie Farms, they specialize in perennials, pollinators, and produce, so you can support a community initiative, plant a garden, and save the bees all at the same time. We talk a lot about food security on my show, and the first step is growing your own food for yourself and your community, and you can do that while saving our pollinators. The staff at Benavie Farms are knowledgeable, friendly, helpful, and inclusive, and can't wait to help you start or expand your garden this spring. To learn more about a sustainable no-till urban farm, go to benavifarms.com or find Benavie Farms on Facebook. I just got my hours cut again. How can I pay my bills? Yeah, it sucks, especially since they only pay us minimum wage. But what can we do? Solidarity, man. 
That's right, fellow workers. It is I, Solidarity Man, champion of the working class, and it sounds like you need a union. A union? That's right. What power on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? So a union makes us strong? That's right. Alone, you can do little to change your situation, but together you can move mountains, and the industrial workers of the world are here to help. Huh? The IWW is a union for all workers, no matter the trade, job, or career, and we want to organize your workplace. Wow. Where can we find the IWW? In your hometown. The IWW has branches all over the world. Check out IWW.org to find your local membership board or join as an at-large member and start your own chapter. After all, our greatest superpower is working together. I must go. I hear another exploited worker calling for help. But remember, the working class and the employing class have nothing in common. Away! Bob was just a normal suburban guy trying to make ends meet until one day everything began to change. I guess I'll log into Facebook. Hmm, that looks like a fun meme page. It came for him without a warning. He had no idea what dwells deep in the swamps. Hey, they also just give away seeds and stickers. It had him hooked and he didn't even realize it. Well, Produce is getting expensive, and I've always thought about starting a garden. The beast from Florida is coming, with one goal. Hey, and I could give the extra vegetables away, too. Anarchy. Well, maybe it's just best if we all help each other. Coming to a post office box near you. The Skunk Ape Liberation Union. And we are back, and as of the past, you know, 30 seconds, Disney has yet to sue me. So we'll see if we keep that trend going throughout the rest of Season 3. You'll have to keep listening to see if I ever get slapped with a cease and desist or an injunction. But I think Disney has bigger problems on their plate with Florida and all that. Yeah, all right. So... Let's see. Do, 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 do. I bet you, like, Josh Hawley, like, flirts with girls on LinkedIn. Like, that's... <laughs> right. He, <laughs> he he just comments on their, um, you know, professional-looking picture. Like, you shouldn't dress so slutty. LinkedIn is professional. <laughs> He's like, I'm neg these motherfuckers. They're going to email me back. That's how I get uh, people to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Yeah. I'm not sure where I left off, so we are just gonna skip that because we have. Can we? Can we? Uh, for the can we had four Republican candidates we talked about. Can we? Three. Can of we them. assign Mario characters to them? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's totally do it. We got DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Mike Pence to start with. Pence, I think Pence okay. is Toad. No charisma. Toad? In the background, nobody really pays attention to him. He gets to deliver bad news. He's all like, you know, you come to him and you're like, hey, man, we need to go to war. And he's just like, I'm sorry, your princess is in another castle. Hell yeah. That's so a good show. You can do DeSantis. Uh, probably. I'm going to say Wario. <laughs> no, that's Trump. Waluigi. Yeah. Waluigi. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Not not Trump. Not the original. Cheap knockoff. Equally evil. Got it. Getting <laughs> Right. And Nikki Haley. Uh, 
I kind of just assume that she's like one of Koopa's kids. I forget mm, their names. Candy. Candy Koopa was one of them. There we go. Like offspring, um, you know, uh, philosophical I'm say offspring. Cackletta. I don't even know who that is. Um, just Google her. Okay, because I haven't, I haven't played a Super Mario game since Super Mario 64. So, um, but I, I do know how important It's to Me is. That's mm. very, and I have not seen the Mario movie. I might see it whenever my kids are over and we're looking for something to do, but it's fucking summer now, so we're all out doing fun things. So, 45 was horrible, but think of how much worse it would have been if Trump knew how to actually get stuff done within his party. We'd have immigrants in detention centers, a loss of reproductive choice, trans people being attacked, and an increase in both defense and law enforcement budgets. Wait. I am just being informed that this all happened under Joe. Fundamentally, nothing will change Biden because he knows how the game is played. All right. So now we are going to get into the part that I hope everybody really tuned in for because, let's be honest, Haley, DeSantis, they're, they're small potatoes. I mean, there's more in the field, too. I'm kind of waiting for this field to blow up like the 2020 field, was it, that had like 16 <laughs> various candidates. And if it does, I really wish the Republicans would just replace the primary debates with a 16-man uh, Royal Rumble style. Like every, first one or last one that doesn't go over the top rope gets to be the, gets to be the nominee. Uh, I would, let's get the game back together. Let's get Ben Carson back. Let's yes. get Ted Cruz back. Let's get Jeb back. Oh, of course, Jeb. But, you know, we'll get Ben Carson, and we just, like, set him up in a corner. Like It's like Weekend at Bernie's. It's Weekend at Benny's. <laughs> weekend at Benny's 3, winning the election or something. I Am know. I going to get to talk? That was, like, every time. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Meanwhile, the base is, like, well, of course, don't let the black guy talk. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, now we are going to talk about old Donald Trump. So before we jump into this, what, do you, if any, thoughts do you have on Trump or his presidency or how the direct, or how the country headed since the Trump presidency? Like, the, the floor is yours. We've got probably half, as, or probably, I don't know, six seven paragraphs left so start filling time yeah uh trump's interesting because i don't buy into many lib uh mythologies but i do buy into the one that says that trump literally ran because obama made fun of him at that white house correspondence dinner I believe and it. i i just think that pretty much sums up his entire character he's not actually interested in governing or policy or anything he's literally just like he just wants to be where everything is happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I think at this point his ego has gotten so involved after being president. Like, I don't think he ever really thought he'd win. And then when he did, he at first was kind of, like, incredulous, like, what do I do? But as time yeah. went on and he kind of, like, solidified his cult of personality, now I think he totally does have these delusions of grandeur, and he's like, I'm the fucking American Mussolini. We are going to make yeah. America great again. And I hope that he is aware of what happened to our old friend Benito Mussolini. I mean, he's still just hanging out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that that's what always cracks me up about, like, neo-Nazis and, like, fascists. Is, like, all their heroes, like, 
lost. Right. <laughs> Badly. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I don't, I'm, I don't know. Now I'm sad. Now I just want to go punch a Nazi or hang them yeah. upside down or make them shoot themselves or, you know, whatever. Whatever works. There are lots of good ways to take care of Nazis. Re-education is, in fact, one of them, but there's also a lot of more, uh, shall we say, rock star video games style of taking care <laughs> of the problem. And we'll leave it there so I'm not saying anything incriminating on the record. I say so much incriminating stuff off the record that I'm kind of unaware when I'm doing it on the record. So, let us talk about old Donald Trump. This is old Donnie fun. boy. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of old Trump, he threw his hat into the ring. From CNN Politics, titled, Former President Donald Trump Announces a White House Bid for 2024 by Gabby Orr, Kristen Holmes, and Veronica Stracqualersi? S-T-R-A-C-Q-U-A-L-U-R-S-I. So, Thank you. For yeah, you figured that out. Uh, published on November 16th, 2022. Quote, Former President Donald Trump, aiming to become only the second ever commander-in-chief elected to two non-consecutive terms, announced Tuesday night that he will seek the Republican presidential nomination in 2024. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States, Trump told a, cr a crowd gathered at Mar-a-Lago, his waterfront estate in Florida, where his campaign will be headquartered. To the delight of aides and allies who have long advised him to mount a forward-looking campaign, he spent only a fraction of his remarks repeating his lies about the 2020 election. Though he advocated for the use of paper ballots and likened America's election system to that of third world countries, Trump also tried at times to broaden his grievances, lamenting the massive corruption and entrenched interests that in his view have consumed Washington. Many of Trump's top advisors have expressed concern that his fixation on promoting conspiracies about the last presidential election would make it harder for him to win a national election in 2024. End quote. <clears throat> so, how things have changed in the past six months. <laughs> Just last week, CNN platformed Trump and allowed him to continue his disingenuous propaganda campaign with little pushback. Did You got any, any thoughts on that before I jump into what I got? Mm, no, keep going. Okay. So, From the Hill, titled Frustration at CNN Boils Over with Trump Town Hall by Dominic Masterang Masterangelo. Published on 5-12-23. Quote, CNN won big ratings for its controversial town hall with former President Trump, but also outraged some of its own talent for essentially handing over its platform to the GOP presidential frontrunner and his supporters for an hour. During the Trump, or during the Trump, during the event, Trump repeated his false claims about his loss in the 2020 election, waved away charges of sexual misconduct, and repeatedly interrupted Collins, referring to her at one point as a nasty person. <laughs> Back I'm to sorry. the tricks. Now you're good. Quote, Democratic lawmakers blasted CNN for putting Trump on the air with Representative Sandra Ocasio-Cortez calling the town hall a disservice to democracy, but also a major harm for women, survivors, and people who rely on repro rights. CNN allowing sexual assault to be treated like a joke to an applauding audience is egregious, she said. At this point, it's not about Trump. We know him. It's about the programming. End quote. So, 
These comments come after Trump was handed a judgment in a sexual harassment case. From a BBC article titled Eileen Carroll, Donald Trump Appeals Against 5 Million Verdict and Sex Abuse Trial by Sam Cabral, published on 11 May 2023. Quote, The jury's verdict marked the first time Mr. Trump, who has been accused of sexual misconduct by more than two dozen women, was found legally responsible for assault. Ms. Carroll, a writer and longtime advice columnist, claimed Mr. Trump raped her inside of a Bergdorf Goodman dressing room and has defamed her by calling her allegations a hoax and a lie. While the jury found Mr. Trump liable for sexual battery and defamation of Ms. Carroll, they did not find Mr. Trump liable of raping her. To do so, the jury would have needed to have been convinced that Mr. Trump had engaged in non-consensual sexual intercourse with Ms. Carroll. End quote. <clears throat> yeah, thoughts on that? I mean, I feel like I've heard that story uh, many times. So it's it's either happened so often and like he just skates by getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Or they are all hoaxes, or it's a combination of the two, which is what I'm inclined to believe. But I mean, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it sounds like he probably did some weird, gross shit and lawyered his way out of it. Yep, and it, yeah. So, obviously, Trump is appealing the judgment. Now, it's just a civil case, but there's criminal ones pending as well. Not that I think he'll ever serve time, because the elite take care of the elite. Another BBC article titled How Big Are Donald Trump's Legal Problems by Gareth Evans, published on 29 April 2022, details Trump's pending legal issues. Quote, he became the first former president to face criminal charges when he was indicted uh, there following an investigation to $130,000 payment to a former adult film star, Stormy Daniels. Ms. Daniels claims the pair had sex, something Mr. Trump denies, and says she accepted the money from his former lawyer before the 2016 election in exchange for her silence. Mr. Trump has pleaded not guilty to 34 accounts of falsifying business records in the Stormy Daniels case. It's now heading to trial, which is likely to happen in February or March of 2024. The most likely outcome, there is a fine. End quote. Yeah, so... That's going on, and it, again, even though he totally broke the law, and he broke the law pertaining to getting elected, which to me is an assault on the very democracy and core values of our supposed country, um, it's kind of fucked up that he's only going to get a fine, but we know that that's the only thing that's going to happen. He will either weasel his way out of it or managed to get elected despite it and then completely reorder the justice department and you know i don't i don't know how anybody who kept up with the epstein stuff or even the stuff that happened in nebraska in the 90s Mm -hmm. i forgot the case name but same concept same thing would expect any different outcome you know like these fuckers him especially like sky's the limit really on what they can get away with yeah nobody's gonna stop them because again it's almost like they all play for the same team but i digress we talked about that in the, the last episode so there's also a criminal case pending into trump's companies back to the bbc 
I hate the fact that I don't think of that as British Broadcasting Company. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Quote, the criminal investigation into the Trump organization has already yielded convictions. The company was found guilty of fraud and falsifying business records and fined. Alan Weisselberg, the organization's chief financial officer, was sentenced to jail. End quote. So there's that. Then there's the fact he stole a bunch of secret documents and then hid them from investigators. Not just secret documents, but secret classified documents that people who are no longer the president aren't supposed to have access to. So back to that same article. Quote, the Department of Justice is looking into the removal of government documents from the White House, which were then taken to Mr. Trump's Florida estate, Mar-a-Lago, after he left office. Investigators are assessing how these documents were stored and who may have had access to them. End quote. Then there's actively promoting an insurrection, his beer hall push, so to speak. Quote. Mr. Trump's alleged role in the attack of the U.S. Capitol on 6 January 2021 when a mob of his supporters stormed the building in an effort to stop the confirmation of President Joe Biden's election victory is under scrutiny from er, prosecutors. End quote. And then there's... Literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life was that thing. Like, uh, I know it's kind of beating a dead horse, but hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, well... I, I'm just bitter because the right managed to do the thing that the left has been talking about forever, but we can't get Everyone organized Everyone says that, but, like, I mean, is that really the example you want to set for a, a hostile takeover or a coup? Because that was very poorly planned, I well, got to say. That is it's very, almost like it was designed to be shitty. That is very true, but also you got to admit that's further than we got in 2020 or during the Occupy movement or whatever. I mean, that that solidified the legitimacy of the uh, QAnon motherfuckers and the Republican Party and made them even more a force to be reckoned with. And as we've been talking about, divided, fractured their party even more. And like what I'm really scared of is every single like fascist regime started with a failed coup. And so I'm, I'm a little weary that if Trump ever gets back into politics, it's going to be like Hitler getting kicked out of art school, you know? Yeah. It's almost like we need some kind of organized, centralized socialist party that will fight against this. Right. Somebody more than just me and my buddy showing up at Nazi rallies to beat the shit out of them. Like, yeah, something like more organized. In, this party or something. in America? <laughs> Go back to Russia. For real. <laughs> we don't do that here. So, all right. Back to uh, Trump and his election fraud. So, this is the one that I believe they're currently working on. Quote, prosecutors have been investigating whether Mr. Trump and others acted illegally to try and overturn his narrow loss in the state uh, in 2020. I just want to find 11,780 votes, Mr. Trump said during the call of the Republican Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, a reference to the number of ballots needed to give him a victory in the swing state. End quote. And that's just what's actually out and about in the world. Who knows what other criminal acts will come to light? outside of the ones that won't come to light because all presidents commit them, like, you know, genocide and murder and destabilizing countries for money and shit like that. 
but racking cool. up stats on dead prostitutes. Exactly. You know, again, they get they get twelve for free, which is pretty fucked up. And I, you know, now I feel bad for making those jokes because you know, uh, violence towards prostitutes is a a very big issue, and that's why we need to regulate and unionize sex work. But I actually that that does give me a good opportunity to mention that I am working on a script about sex work, the ethics of it, how we could protect sex workers, because I am a big fan of sex workers. I have lots of friends who are sex workers. It's like, um, I would honestly, I would probably have an OnlyFans if I was just a little bit hotter, you know? Um, mm. but, but yeah, so even though we're making these jokes, I, I, I want y'all to know that I am going to dedicate a whole episode basically talking about why we shouldn't make these jokes so maybe i'm just putting this in for redemptive arc down the line um all right all about the art exactly uh so back to somebody who definitely beats on sex workers and that's not a joke that's a observation so (laughs) (laughs) obviously this is a developing story not only trump and his problems but all these other Republican nominee or, you know, hopefuls. And we don't know who else may come out of left field. That article I read for that section listed like 10 potential people, but had them broke down into tiers of like who was serious and who wasn't. But they had a whole bunch of people. And I'm just looking forward to, again, a Royal Rumble style primary debate. You know, let's let's get let's get um, Jason Bateman and the other guy from Dodgeball to do comments on it. And, it's gonna be must see TV. That's for oh, sure. Oh, you know, we uh, the Republicans could PayPal it and probably f- or, or uh, pay per view it and probably fund their entire efforts at funding the election for twenty twenty four. Sponsored by Manscaped. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! They just threw Donald Trump over the top rope for and it's DeSantis from behind with a chair. <laughs> they said, "Oh my God! He just..." My, he just hit Little Mermaid over the head with a chair. She's dead. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, it's a developing story. We'll probably do a few more of these next year as the election heats up. But I think this is. Are we of... not talking about the Democratic field? What Democratic or is it field? Worthless to pursue. Yeah, that was that was the whole purpose of the first episode. Was there is no Democratic field because okay. the Democrats pulled another twenty sixteen, and we're like, we're not going to hold primary debates and okay can we at least lay the betting line on biden dying and kamala having the... you know i i don't even want to think about that because like that is definitely a concern of mine um but also i think kamala harris would be an even worse president than joe biden and that's not oh, because she's a woman and it's not because she's a woman of color I already hate Joe Biden for funding the cops. Kamala Harris is a cop and has done all sorts of damaging things to the working class when she was a uh, district attorney. And I don't have too yeah, much to say about her as as uh, vice president because, you know, she's vice president, like not that big a deal in terms of policy and all that. But I do know that just like Joe Biden and just like Hillary Clinton, I I. I couldn't bring myself to vote for vote for Kamala Harris. I would love to vote for a woman for uh, the 2024 
election. I don't think it'll happen, but, you know, I need somebody like, um, you know, a member of the squad or something where it's like at least a little closer than where the fucking cop is, you know, so. It's pretty unreal that, like, we're getting the same choice again. Like, yeah. it's it's absolutely unreal that these are the two choices. Look, right. have you not noticed in, you know, the uh, 21st century, everything is a remake or a reboot? So we're just oh, rebooting yeah. the 24 or 2020 election. Like, hopefully this one's not directed by, like, Chris Nolan, because it got really fucking weird last time. It's the same shitty Marvel movie over and over again. Yep. Again, people never learn. Uh, history repeats itself, and time is a fucking flat circle. So, uh, let's see. I believe that that is the end of the script. So, do you have anything that you want to say? Or do you want to bust Tucker Carlson out of the tiny cage? Uh, we have been keeping him in in the green room. He probably needs to pee. I'm too depressed for Tucker Carlson now. Okay, well, we'll, 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 just, we'll just leave him back there um, until we next record, which will probably Oops. be in a few weeks. Here we go. Folks, this is what they want. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tucker Carlson when he's, like, not on cocaine. <laughs> Laying on his bed just thinking about, you know, like, trans people in Canada having rights and just fuming about it. Oh, see, I figured it was like the uh, the X-Man meme where Wolverine's got the, the picture frame and he's like looking at it lovingly, except it's just a picture of his set at Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. So that is uh that is a show talking about elections. Like I said in the first episode, I hate elections, but we have to vote in them to protect our community and it's I'll shout important. out China. They're keeping it real over there. Uh you are just trying to start shit like you do on the veterans of leftist and fighting page. <laughs> hey man. Fucking tank. I subscribe to globaltimes.cn. Oh god. <laughs> English version of like Chinese news, state news. And I'm learning a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly can't beef them for having state news because, you know, we have state news and pretend like we don't. I guess this is a um, revolutionary underground version of news, but I'm not dedicated. I'm not as dedicated as fucking Tucker Carlson. I can't do this shit every day. I mean, I would love to, but I, you know, have to exist under late stage capitalism myself so which reminds me of like all those right-wing grifters and i guess we'll throw joe rogan into that crowd <laughs> the dude like works like 32 hours a day right he's <laughs> like welcome to the jre where we're going to be talking unhinged rants for the next 14 and three quarters hours until <laughs> my Adderall finally runs out and I pass out over the mic and this plate of fried chicken that I've been eating on air. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. I need, to, I, I need to work on my Joe Rogan impersonation like that. I mean, what are, you just got to like say dumb shit and be like, well, I mean, what are the implications? Of that? <laughs> like, hey, I was I was just thinking, hey, hey, can we look that up? Because, you know, it just doesn't seem right, you know. Uh, you know what else doesn't seem right? The fact we should have ended this show about three minutes ago. So, Joe, any plugs? Yeah, I'll plug China. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> What's your beef with China? I have no beef oh, with China, but there are a lot of people who do have beef with China. The living in capitalist society is too, thinks China, it's not... 
pure enough for him. <laughs> no, that is that is probably some of my listeners. I personally don't give. I'm I'm more of a uh, all workers are the same. So I don't really recognize borders. But that's a whole nother fucking episode. So. All right, and also, the Kansas City elections are coming up the first week of August. KC Tenants has a voter guide out. You can find that at kctenants.org. And I do Joe's plugs better than he does. So, Also, there is the Charter Review Commission for Kansas City. It only happens every 10 years, and they're trying to really expedite the process. It's, it needs to be slowed down and given greater detail because it's actually a very important policy. So... We have a draft on the Casey Tennis Instagram of like an email you can send to city council asking them to review the process and slow it down so more time can be given to analyzing it. Hell yeah. So just go to caseytenants.org and see what you can do to help out. There's always a lot of cool stuff going with that group. And my plugs, first off on the subject you just brought up, Lawrence, Kansas, is trying to form a tenants union, and they are having a kickoff rally, I believe, the June 3rd. I'll have to look that up and put links up in the comments, but yeah, if you happen to be one of my listeners here locally, check them out, and if you want to help support my local hometown tenant union, then go like uh, Lawrence Tenants on Facebook and help spread the message, and while you're on Facebook... You should also like my Facebook page, uh, Red Leg Revolution. Um, then you can find me on Twitter at Red Leg Pod. Most important, like, subscribe, share, preach the gospel of C-dubs to the greater world. And then we will all find salvation together under the wisdom of the dude. Fuck it. Let's go bowling. Typical anarchist self-grandeur, delusions of self-grandeur. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you, Tanky. <laughs> fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Wario. Yes, um, but yeah. but not in the fun way. We mean in the painful way. Well, now this is getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're fucking out of here. Later.